You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter that I hope you will subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you find podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of those places. And now on YouTube. We are on YouTube. In fact, we are on YouTube right damn now. And you know we have and will continue to be the number one Packers podcast on the internet, the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today on the show, we get a little nerdy and we talk to former 49ers star safety Dante Whitner as he takes us through the ins and outs of this Vic Fangio tree defense. We talk about Matt LaFleur on the Shanahan tree. And coincidentally, this defense also comes from a 49ers tree with Vic Fangio. And Vic Fangio in Denver now was in Chicago before that. But we remember those Colin Kaepernick 49ers team when Vic Fangio's defenses were outstanding. Justin Smith, Alden Smith, Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, and of course, Dante Whitner. So he is going to help us figure out what this defense could look like where uh, it might be vulnerable, and what it was that made them so successful against a team like the Packers, what it makes them so successful against the spread offense in general. So we are going to get to all of that coming up a little bit later. I also have a piece up today on The Leap that would normally be subscription only. This week, it isn't. Go check it out. It dovetails beautifully This is what we call tandem content Uh, with what Dante Whitner and I are going to talk about. This is more about what the front does, how Kenny Clark is training differently, and what this defense is going to unlock with this front because of the way that they play. I hope you will check that out. Subscribe at theleap.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today. Get $10 off at runyourpool.lockedon.com. Dot com to run your pool. So before we get to Dante, um, the practice squad has been finalized. And I don't know that we need to spend a ton of time on the practice squad. Um, Kurt Bankert, Bankert back. Okay. And I know that's a big deal for a lot of Packer fans. They're really excited about that. There are also some other familiar names on the list. Guys like Equinemius St. Brown are back on the list. Ben Braden, who we talked about yesterday on the show, he is back. So it's it's more or less uh, Bronson Kalfuzzi, Aaron Rodgers' favorite, who I joke should go to Buffalo. He is back. So they, they were able to get most of the players you would expect to be back on the practice squad. Reggie Bagleton, I think one of the surprise guys that didn't make it on the practice squad. Juwan Winfrey, he is back. And let me just say this about Kurt Benkert. Because, you know, I think there were a lot of people, myself included, who thought he might have a chance to, to stick with somewhere else, have an opportunity to play somewhere else. And that would mean he would be difficult to get onto uh, the practice squad. That didn't turn out to be the case, uh, in part because the Falcons ended up standing pat. And, you know, I said this um, the other week. Yes, the appeal of Kurt Benkert, not just that that he has done some nice things 
you know, studied at the feet of Aaron Rodgers for a couple of months in this Matt LaFleur system. But you say, OK, well, every other team in the league right now seemingly is running this offense. And that's true. But it's also the case that every other team in the league is running this offense. So while his skill set is desirable, it isn't as unique. It's not like, OK, it's the Patriots system or it's the Steelers system and you're you're doing something that's a little bit more unique to you. And so you need more of that institutional knowledge. Now, I think that that Kurt is better than a lot of the guys that that could be out there that teams have as their current backups. I think Kurt Bankert is going to get the chance to be the Packers backup in 2022, irrespective of who is under center. And we, and we talked about this before um, final cuts that Bankert could very well be in Green Bay for a long time because if Aaron Rodgers gets an extension, you probably have to do something with Jordan Love. You don't want his value to stagnate. And if you have to trade Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers says you got to trade me or he's going to retire for whatever it is, then you need a backup. And so another year in the system, you get to throw to Juwan Winfrey and Equinemia St. Brown, and you're going to get he's going to get reps in Indy with, you know, Devontae Adams and those other guys. So it it is valuable reps for and and there could be injuries. This is a COVID year. A lot of things can happen that might uh, force Kurt Benkert onto the field. I, you know, if that happens, Packers are probably in trouble anyway. But that is the reality of, of where they are right now. Some some I think bigger news. The Packers are going to be playing week one in Jacksonville. And the number one question that I have gotten so far is, how can I get tickets? <laughs> I have never had so many people message me and say, do you know when they're going to release the information? How can I get tickets? I want to go to Packers Saints in Jacksonville. I'm sure it would have been much harder to get tickets if this game were in New Orleans. And I'm sure, unfortunately, the reality is there are a lot of people in New Orleans and the state of Louisiana who would have gone to this game but can't because of circumstances that are, in some cases, dire. I mean, Hundreds of thousands of people without power, floodwaters, uh, uh, you know, crowded hospitals. And so the, the things, the, the facts on the ground right now in Louisiana are are really bad. And that's why you have to do this. I mean, I don't I don't think we can have these discussions and not uh, and, and just gloss over um, th- those things, because those are real human things that that affect way more people than this NFL game in in real and meaningful ways. And, and and again, I think that's that's a very important part of this and and that is going to have an effect on the players and the coaches. They're going to be thinking about friends and family um that that are potentially back home. So there there are uh, a lot of human elements at play here. The Saints are going to practice at TCU in Arlington for, for for the foreseeable future. How does that affect their mental state? How does the fact that they're probably going to have to play the whole first month away from home impact their mental state? The, I, I I don't I don't bring this up because I want to talk about some sort of psychological advantage that the Packers are going to gain from it. These are are real questions that these players are facing and they're they're terrible. I, I wish they didn't have to face them. I wish no one had to deal with it. But the reality is they do. And if you're the Packers, it is advantageous to your football team. I don't know what else to tell you. That sucks. And, and that is a, a callous way to look at it. But that is the reality of it. So I don't want to dwell too much on that part of it. But now we know 
that the Packers offensive line with with potentially two rookie starters not going to have to open their careers in the Superdome, but it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Be forecast calls for 90s, but I mean, it might be 65, 70% Packer fans in Jacksonville. I mean, it's going to be a home game, but it is going to be hot. And that is something to keep in mind here uh, for the Packers. You know, Milo Floor said there's no there's no good way to simulate the heat. Uh, and and I don't know, you can probably crank it up in the Hudson Center, but the sun beating down on you, it's difficult. You have to make sure your hydration is on point. You got to make sure your hydration is not just the day of, but the day before and the, and the week leading up to to get you ready for, for those moments. And in a week one game where you're not quite in football shape and we know week one produces all sorts of wonky outcomes because guys aren't quite in rhythm. They're they're not, you know, in that precise 100 percent football kind of shape that can lead to some weird things happening. And so that's just that's just something to keep in mind here as we work toward week one. The Packers practiced uh, yesterday. They practiced the day before with their final 53, even though we didn't know what the final 53 was. They did. Um, and the practice squad now, um, it was reported before they it was technically all done that uh, the the practice squad, who some of those guys were, Kurt Banker was the big name um, that was reported before it was all official. And he's really excited. Um, announced it in a very funny way, in a, in a memeable way. Um, and uh, that is very much in, in his style. So I think a lot of Packer fans are, are happy for him. And, and there are going to be some of these guys just because the nature of the season who are going to have to play. I mean, that's why we talk about it. And and sneaking guys onto the practice squad is usually meant for some for some you know July hero who doesn't end up meaning anything for for the long term future, but he might have to play snaps. I mean, there's a there's a good chance that these practice squad guys, at least a handful of them, are going to have to play whether they're meaningful or not, actual snaps for the Packers this season, which is why it's worth talking about. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL, college football with one-week games, full season playoffs, or the Super Bowl, unlike other fantasy sports sports platforms run your pool has options and setting to make it your way you can even brand your pool for your local business bar or restaurant reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action packed this season check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com/lockedon or use your promo code lockedon at checkout anywhere everywhere in the world run your pool helps friends and colleagues compete the NFL season starts September 9th starting today you can go to runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. All right, let's get to my conversation with Dante Whitner. He is a former 49er safety, played for Vic Fangio and those ferocious 49ers defenses, the ones that were seemingly the only ones who had a chance at stopping Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Follow him on Twitter at Dante Whitner. 
I do just want to let you know this was recorded while Dante was traveling. So if you hear some some noise in the background, if it doesn't sound like our interviews normally sound, um, that is why. And uh, I appreciate him making time in his schedule, feeling like this was important enough that that he could do that. He's a very busy guy, so I appreciate him taking the time. Um, but that's why the audio sounds a little loud in the background, a little wonky, but. And I'm thrilled that he decided it was important enough for him to do it literally while he's traveling at an airport so that he could help me out and help you guys out and, and teach you about match quarters and what this defense is trying to do like it's a day one install. That's what I wanted him to come in and, and try and explain, explain the why. That's what we do on this show. And Dante does an awesome job doing it. So, Dante, uh, I appreciate you coming back on Locked on Packers. First uh, non-Packers player to come back which is great. Uh, awesome to have you. And one of the reasons why last time you were on, we talked a lot about uh, the things that you guys did with the 49ers that created problems for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And so now the Packers are going to run a variation of this defense in green Bay this year. So I wanted to get your insight into all of that. So when you guys were with San Francisco, first day install what is the message in that room hey this is what we're trying to accomplish with how we're playing before they go into technique what is the just top line message we have to make everything look the same so we have to have a cover two shell and when you have a cover two shell all the linebackers look the same the nickelback looks the same the cornerbacks are about between four and five yards off the wide receiver getting a jam, hinging in a flash, and then you have two safeties that are playing two and a half yards inside the numbers at between 12 and 14 yards deep, maybe deeper depending on who the receivers are. And if you have the same width and the same depth at the safety position and the corners look the same and the nickel look the same and the backers look the same and everything is based off of that look, that it makes it difficult on quarterback. So that's our day one install. It's not easy in knowing, hey, no matter what we're playing, we're going to make everything look the same. And and so that includes, okay, if, if we're going to show that too high shell, but we want to play cover three, we're going to have to get there somehow, or if we want to show cover three and then spin out. So what is the what is the the rules? How do they teach the, the pre-snap disguise? What a pre-snap disguise is the safety that's going to be the down safety, a lot of times to the weak side, which means that you only have an X receiver. One receiver over there, two or three receivers, receivers away, or two backs in the backfield. And a lot of times when you're that down safety, your run responsibility is the B-gap. You know it. Unless you have a stun on and the defensive end is going to loop into the B-gap and then you're outside, that gives you even a lot more courage and ability to stay back longer, to not uncover that X receiver. Because as soon as that safety starts to creep down, the quarterback knows we have single high go to the X receiver. So if you can play that run game from depth, you get good reads based on the tackle, based on the offensive line play, you can play that run gap from, from deep. You can sprint down there into your gap and no attack. And hang back to the X side, show cover two a little bit longer. And then the guy that really gives it up is the middle field safety. A lot of times you get young guys that come into the league and they really have to go to the middle field. They might give a cover two shell look like wide towards the numbers, but then they'll immediately on the snap of the ball, they'll turn their shoulders, turn their hips, and they'll sprint to the middle of the field. You're telling the quarterback everything he wants to see as soon as your shoulders slip. But if they would just stand there at the cover two level, because quarterback has to go through his reads, he's never going to just drop back 
and just lost the ball to the middle of the field. It just right. doesn't happen. He's looking at the quarterback. I mean, the safety isn't getting his read. So that safety that's going to the middle of the field, if he would just take three or four backpedal steps and keep his shoulders square, keep it in unison with the other safety that's planted from depth coming down, the quarterback has no way to tell what coverage you're playing until you actually turn and go to the middle of the field. So that's what we teach. Again, it's those safety. You know, three snaps immediately once the ball snaps. Things you should do as soon as the ball snaps, and then get to your responsibility. So why do you think this defense has become so popular now to stop the, all the spread offenses that we're seeing? What is it about this defense that is that is so uh, effective against these spread looks? Well, to stop the spread look, you have to make the quarterback work. And I don't say work as in drop back or where he throws the ball, how he throws it. You have to make him work here. Right. With everything looking at him and you knowing when he wants to snap the ball, you're not allowing him to hunt, 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 and getting young guys or guys that are too eager to show exactly so he can know where to go with the ball. You have guys that are comfortable with themselves or comfortable with the scheme and have veteran guys that can think that on the run that affects these quarterbacks. So that's why they teach the fundamentals and the thinking behind what quarterbacks are taught. And then they teach you how to combat that. We can give zone elements similar to cover two. And then quarterbacks in their head, they're thinking, okay, zone beaters, zone route beaters, cover two beaters, cover three beaters, maybe. They'll never think that you'll play man-to-man from that position. And a lot of times we would play man-to-man from zone alignments because you throw off the quarterback. You throw off everything that he's been taught and the way that he goes does it through his reads. So even if you're just still in one or two plays a game from Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady, that amounts to a lot. So we hear a lot when we talk about match quarters, and that's something that I want to dig in a little bit with you, that it, it, uh, to your point, it, it can look like zone and then they can play man, but match quarters can even play like man, even though it's not really man. So can you explain that concept? There's not many times in the big fan, Fangio defense in a possible where you just play true zone defense, unless it's right. just a cover two zone on third and extremely long or a cover three match zone or extremely with the rush. And they, and for corners playing thirds all the way to the goal line or middle field safety. That's the only time he plays true man. Everything is man principles. So no matter what happens, if you get a bunch to one side, which is three guys, we zone that out. The inside backer, he has first inside. The outside corner, he has first outside and deep. The inside safety is playing quarters. You have number two vertical beyond 12 yards. And if he breaks that route down early, you turn to help on number one, who the number one, number one um, receiver. And then the nickel back to that side of the three-man versus the nickel side, he just know he has first to the flat. You zone those things that be that can confuse you. And a lot of times if you get, say you get two receivers to the left, two, what's this? The safeties have number two vertical, but whoever aligns, it could be a tight end, it can be a wide receiver. Whoever aligns at that two receiver position, he has them vertical all the way to receiver is the responsibility of the safety. The corner knows the only thing he has is the post and the post corner. So a lot of times when you see this match, you see the, the corners running a safety underneath, it's because they didn't get their reads properly. They didn't get clean reads. As soon as number two eliminates himself, the safety has all inside routes and the corner should just all ass to the middle of the field where the deep post is going to be. And that's why that happens. Um, and that's on both sides. But if you get shallow routes, so you get number two and number three crossing underneath, 
you already know the zone that off. You know that once something disappears, something is coming back. So you just zone that off underneath. And then once they declare themselves, you match up. So that's what it is. But you're doing all this from a cover two look and then get into where you play at cover four from the safety position. That's the tricky part. Don't maneuver having eight yards upon the snap of the ball. And that's where the quarter can't the quarterback can't decipher what you're playing. I was talking to um, a defensive line coach and he was talking about how, um, you know, you the, up front, there are going to be times where if, if you, if you shoot a gap that your guy next to you has to make you right. So uh, it, it, like, are we what talking is, about in the run game or the pass game in the past? Which one? It's well, so we were talking about fitting the run. Yes. So yes. And fitting the run. Yes. The guys that are coming down from the secondary, has to make the guys in front of them right. So if you have a stunt on or a guy might mess up and go into a wrong gap, you have to come down with gap and use your eyes to be able to make somebody right because you're coming down from depth. That's another thing that the great safeties do. Yeah, everything might not be good in front of them. They have the ability. So in the run game, when you're coming with a run blitz, it's all predicated on what type of run blitz it is. Is it an interior run blitz where a defensive tackle was intentionally supposed to jump into the B gap and allow the Mike linebacker to come up the middle of the field? Then yes. But if it's an exterior blitz, like a cornerback blitz from the edge, outside linebacker or safety, they're taught to close to the hip of the nearest man. And a lot of times that's the tackle because they'll have a stunt going across the tackle's face and the tight end's face. A lot of times you see that back start away and then cut back is because they didn't go on the proper blitz path. They went to the quarterback level or they went a little bit too far afield. And the technique is you stay attached and play run first to the tackle or the, or the, or the tight end's butt. And then once you see it's not run, you fight upfield to get that contained. And that's any player that's an edge blitzer. It's universal for any of the blitzes that go outside. So in terms of pass rush, one of the things Rashawn Gary said that, that he likes about this defense is it gives him freedom. He said it lets us be us. So what are what are they free to do in this defense that maybe they wouldn't be in and say another defense? Well, in this defense, they're going to have a lot of one-on-ones because anybody that comes from Vic Fangio's philosophy, they understand protections. Vic came from the offensive side of the ball, coaching the offensive line in, in, in Baltimore early coaching career and he learned how to attack protection so they know how to set up one-on-one blocks and what they teach is for the defensive ends or the outside guys you never want to look too far afield you actually want to go through that man and utilize your brothers that are rushing with you especially on the interior so we would always have this big thing about stopping Russell Wilson we never wanted to tackle Wilson or sack him we wanted to keep him in that pocket. So we wanted guys to be able to switch a mindset and say, okay, we're not getting sacks this week. We Congress force him to mistake from throwing. We never want to get too far upfield and we never want to compress too much. Keep the outside arm and leg free so that you can direct and misdirect when he tries to break the pocket. But for some reason, you get guys on the interior or the exterior that wants to go AWOL. They think they're going to try their best pass rush move out. And that's not <laughs> what works in this defense. What works in this defense is getting, making them get the ball out quick, getting consistent hits on the quarterback, confusing him, and making them make mistakes. All the other, all the other stuff will come. So one of the things you hear about with this defense is, you know, you, you see that they can, they, they can play the run with these light boxes. And what you hear is, 
It's because they steal gaps. So what is when when we say they steal gaps, what is what from a technique standpoint, from an approach standpoint, what does that mean? From an example, you had Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willers, two of the best interior linebackers to ever play this game. Right. And the beat I mean beat uh, guards and, and centers with their power and shed and make a tackle. So a lot of times you'll hear about people loading the box up with an eight-man box. That means that all the gaps are accounted for. That means that you have, what, four guys up front. They each account for a gap. You have four guys coming down to the box. They each account for a gap. There's not even enough gaps if you have two backs. Right. So once you go double tight end or you go nickel, and now you got those two backs in there, there's an extra gap for both of them. So we expect them to beat the blocks of the offensive guard or the offensive center that's reaching up to them and be able to redirect and make the tackle to cancel another gap, to actually feel the flow of the defensive line in front of them and to counteract it with their power and their instinct. So if you don't have guys that can counteract it with their power and their defense doesn't add another man to the box, can't do all the disguising that you have to do. And it's hard to run those guys down in the box when you know you have two backs back there and you have a four back that can create another gap. You don't know which way he's going to go. So the, the key to this defense is those interior linebackers being able to cancel those gaps, beat a block, make a tackle. A lot of ba- other backers around the league can do. Where what if you're gonna if you're gonna say okay offensively this is what we're most afraid of in this in this defense what is it? I don't think we ever took a game and we were afraid of anybody. No matter if we play Aaron Rodgers, Patrick, I mean, um, Patrick Mahomes, whoever it was, uh, Aaron, you know, Tom Brady. They never affected us. We could disguise and give our front four enough time to get home and force easy throws. We knew that if we tackled well and disguise, and, you know, just the principles of, the defense on the back end, being able to allow you to check out other defenses that you would have been static in. For example, say you're playing a cover four and you have three receivers to the left and then one to the right. Remember, the safeties have two verticals, which means that a lot of times you have trips to that side and the safety get ran out on two verticals. What if number three is a receiver and he's on the linebacker and he's running three verticals towards the middle of the field? Who takes him? The linebacker one-on-one, right? In quarters, because there's nobody else there. The other safety is still playing quarters backside, even though it's one guy. Well, that allows you to lock that corner backside and put him pretty much in a zero technique, saying you have no help. You're going to move to inside level. I'm going to still make it look like cover two, but I'm going to make a call that's called a tricks call to where when you try to run that three vertical and beat our middle linebacker with a wide receiver or a dominant tight end, we're going to come backside and steal it with the free safety. And a lot of times, that it so in this defense, it allows you to go to your secondary and third cause based on where the best players are, their positioning, and the situation in the game. All right. So I'm going to ask you two questions at the same side of the same coin as we finish up here. Can you think of a play from your, your time in San Francisco against Aaron Rodgers where you, you, you got him, you tricked him? Um. I think there were multiple plays. There were plays that we got us. 
But there were plays, and you can definitely hack somewhere. We did a heck of a job disguising and made certain things. I would say that uh, it was a game when we played them up there. I think that it was 2011. I think we, whenever we played them in Green Bay, not the game that had a good game. It was a game earlier that season, I believe. And we changed up some of our coverage. We went from a, a group five, which is inside leverage trailing and two safeties high, just playing over the top of everybody. Everybody underneath are playing for the short rounds. And then we would switch to like a cover four from the same position where the safeties have two vertical and the corners have one vertical now. And we'd be able to play a normal cover two from that. We'd play cover two blitzes. And then we had another coverage where we played it like quarters, but we played the two-man where all the underneath guys that were playing man were now playing high shoulder. They weren't playing trail technique. So they were going to play man underneath, position about 12 to 15 yards over number two, looking for all the interior routes that they wanted to run, and that confused them. Then we would go surprise zero blitz, right? In a surprise zero blitz, they expect, okay, they're going to match up man good for good, which means that if you have wide receivers, you match the quarterbacks up with the receivers. To left, in, right, one back in the backfield, and we would stay zone alignments, but we would still blitz them with cover zero and have our receivers, I mean, our linebackers playing cover zero on the receivers and taking chances like that, and they couldn't figure it out. So when you can do that and get zone alignments for everything and still have guys play man underneath trail, man underneath high, zone cover four, zone cover three, surprise zero blitzes, and they all look the same, it's almost impossible for quarterbacks to figure this out. Can you think of a play where, because you said there was someone where he got you, can you think of a play in particular where he got you? Uh, Not you necessarily, but the defense. There's many plays where he got us as well. Um, but I will say his main attribute was that we couldn't account for or we never could was when he was able to utilize his legs. Yeah. So I can't pick on one play in particular, but it's when he was able to utilize his big plays down the field. But for the most part, I don't know if they beat us during those years. I don't think so. I think they went over when it came to beating us in San Francisco. So, yeah, I think we put them out the playoffs, I think, twice. I think we beat them at home once. I think we beat them there another time. So I think we had a pretty good success rate against them. Yeah, I'd have to go back and check the numbers, but I'm sure Packer fans would tell you it felt like that. It felt like they couldn't beat you. I know that. Uh, this was this was awesome, Dante. I appreciate you taking the time in. All right, thank you. All right, thanks to Dante for coming on the show. Uh, you uh, you may be seeing some more from from Dante Whitner coming up if you are a Leap subscriber. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season and use that promo code locked on to get that 100% match when you deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. So why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same exact parts at a chain store when you could go to Rock Auto, a family business serving customers online for 20 years. They have an easy to navigate catalog that is unique and best of all prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. And the NFL season is about to begin and no one covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network August 30th through September 8th. That means right now, Locked On's ultimate season preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaConfora. Follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in now. Uh, We are going to be back tomorrow as we finish up um, the last episode before the season gets underway. Really excited for next week. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please go do that. I do want to give a special shout out to Charles Woodson and Al Harris, who uh, were inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame uh, last night. Of course, this was something. It was the first, in fact, big team event uh, that the Packers canceled when COVID first hit. So that's how long ago this was supposed to happen. And now finally, two all-time Packer greats are getting their due. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Please go subscribe to The Leap newsletter, uh, the piece that I have in there today. I am I am so happy to bring you. I, I love the way that it came together. There's video in there of Kenny Clark working out and working on the technique. This is one of those football nerdy things that I get to bring you uh, specifically for the leap. And I I hope you will check it out. And uh, it is is the kind of storytelling that we love to do. Um, You know, every once in a while, we don't want to always be that in the weeds with it. But when we can, something new like this, it's a new defense, um, learn a little bit. I got to learn a lot uh, putting it together. So I hope you can find something in there useful as well. Go subscribe to Locked on Packers on YouTube starting next week. These are all going to be on video. That means our guests on video. That means uh, me on video. And, uh, you know, you, you there's there's worse things to watch on YouTube is all I'm saying. Uh, you can also, anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.